ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the gun racks, Norton Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper Cooks. Call me Joey, and with me, we have one Drew Poplin. Drew Poplin. And we are going to go. This is a quick episode today, but we wanted to talk about something that we thought you guys would think is fun. So we're gonna be talking about cross draw for concealed carry and whether that's a worthy position as it's definitely not the most popular these days. Before we get into that though, let's do our Drew's clues. We have the answer for last week and uh, we actually had someone finally specifically request the uh, beer we put out. (laughs) I forget the name of the gentleman who did so, but if you're listening to this, we have not forgotten about you. I am just figuring out i don't have the original bottle anymore but i'm going to get you one i'm just having to figure out how to do it with sdi so it's coming i promise we'll figure it out patience patience and i believe his name was eli eli all right eli well i'm assuming you're listening to this because if you brought out the root beer reference uh you've been listening for a little while Uh, so thank you for writing in we are going to get something out to you just taken a little bit longer than otherwise would. All right, now, Drew Poplin is on the clues. Drew's clues, fire away. And as Eli wrote in, the answer to last week's Drew's clues was the Berdan rifle, uh, specifically the Berdan 1870. This week, uh, I'll give you a hint, it's another older, older firearm. This is a French bolt-action rifle. It is a repeating rifle. It can hold Eight rounds in its four-stock tube magazine, one round in the elevator, plus one round in the chamber. And it has the distinction of being the first military firearm to use smokeless powder ammunition. By today's standards, I would say a lot of people would think of this as an obscure firearm. But if you do not know it, this is one that would be great for you to learn about. This is a great one. So send in your answer to marketing at sdi.edu or feel free to comment on this podcast post on our YouTube channel, which is, of course, the Norton Institute. Either one, we monitor both. And if you get it right, we might just get something your way. And by might, I mean we definitely will. Um, So real quick, before we get into the topic of the day. Let's talk about Sonoran Desert Institute. So Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school with focuses in firearms technology and unmanned technology accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission. If you are interested in learning more about this field, taking your education to kind of a formal and next level, SBI might just be the place for you. If you want to hop onto our website, you can see our multiple programs. There's the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology. There is the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing and the Certificate in Unmanned Technology Aerial Systems. Two certificates and one degree program are on offer right now. Check those out. And there's always the option, well, during normal business hours, of a live chat with our admissions people. And uh, they would love to talk with you if you have a desire to learn more about this wonderful, wonderful field. All right, let's talk about cross-draw. Drew, what do you know about cross-draw? Well, cross-draw, I know it's 
as you mentioned before, it's not necessarily the most popular style of carry nowadays. I know it from old Westerns, you know, where they'd have uh, the weapon on, you know, typically, I don't know if I should say typically, but a lot of the times you see people, they have their weapon holstered on their strong side. Cross draw, you would actually have it more so on your weak side. So for me being right-handed, I'd actually have it on my like, you know, on my left side. I know that there are some safety concerns with it, which I'm sure we'll probably get into. And I know that typically it's a little bit of a slower draw speed. Definitely the case. Yeah, but just to reiterate for those listening, the big hallmark of the cross draw is, as it sounds, you are reaching across your body from your dominant side, meaning your dominant hand, to your non-dominant side. So I'm a righty, right? So I reach across to my left hand side to draw from the holster. Uh, most of the talking we're going to be doing today is going to involve waist cross draw. The other cross draw pretty famously is of course the shoulder holster cross draw, but we've talked about shoulder holsters in the past. So I'm gonna gloss over that for this one. I will say that um, I used my shoulder holster for the first time this year. It was finally cool enough to do so under a jean shirt with a t-shirt you know like an open jean shirt and then a t-shirt under it and uh that was pretty tight really yeah that was that was the most comfortable i think my concealed carry has been in quite some time we have talked about on this show various forms of concealed carry for people that are large especially i have been very large i continue to be large uh we planned all of those episodes out uh to talk about drawing for fat people essentially and then i lost 40 pounds um (laughs) that has not gone as well as others but i'm gonna do this one cross draw note from shoulder holsters before we dive into the rest listen joe Uh, if i if i need to eat more just so we can really get a uh a good test going i don't have to tell you about it you should just do it yeah but the thing to keep in mind if you are a larger fellow Reaching around your paunch to draw, no judgment here, is a logistic, is a is an actual challenge, right? Something to keep in mind. Like the appendix carry, which can be limited by certain weight thresholds. I know there are some overweight people that do it comfortably. I'm not one of them. Cross draw can be restrictive for those of you that have to reach around your belly. No judgment, once again, but something to keep in mind as you are considering cross draw as an option to carry. So there are definitely some advantages to the cross draw carry and the cross draw holster. Uh, One of the nice things about cross draw is for a lot of people, you can use the same holster that you would use on your strong side hip and swing it around. Just kind of nice. I have not done it that way personally, but all of the, uh, the photos I've been referencing, that's exactly what they do, which is something. So keep that in mind. Um, It is It's got some definite pros, um, but it's not very popular anymore. So there are some cons in there as well. And we're going to talk about both real quick. So one of the reasons cross draw is well-liked is its comfortability. As I mentioned with the shoulder holster, which has a whole different suite of comfortability, cross draw can be exceptionally comfortable. eh, Wow, especially especially when you are uh, driving in the car there's a very good argument to be made for it as a as an option when you are driving if you are righty and you're driving and you only carry strong side on your hip and you want to continue to carry outside the waistband 
um, you can get your firearm away from where your seat belt is locking in, which is significant, right? Something to keep in mind. There are a lot of older shooters, this is according to Galco Gun Leather, that have joint problems that also like cross-draw holsters because there's less shoulder rotation required. That's a direct quote from there to draw compared to a strong side holster, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I can I can totally see that. Like, especially if you're sitting down and you're trying to get, if you have your holster on your strong side, kind of that motion up where your you know, elbow almost gets, I guess, uh, parallel with your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't even have shoulder problems. And I can feel like, oh, that's, that's not exactly the most comfortable motion for me to make. So yeah, I, I can definitely see some validity to that. Yeah. Um, the other thing Galco makes a note of is that drawing from across the torso can also be less obvious than reaching for a gun on the strong side, which I can, I can agree with that. It also says when necessary, cross draw weapon can be still accessed by your weak hand, which is technically also true of strong side. So I'm not going to necessarily call that a huge plus but uh i'm kicking over here some of this i'm doing off the top of my head but as i mentioned galco holsters a gentleman by the name of zach wrote that article i'm using that as a resource i'm also using one from a website called craft holsters um the author for which is not shown so i'm just going to give a general shout out to craft holsters thank you for that pros and cons pros uh, as they, as craft holsters highlights them, cross draw in the car, which we've already spoken about. Concealed carry cross draw is, uh, they talk about concealability. Uh, they say, and this is a quote, sometimes you can't easily conceal your strong side outside the waistband holster. Under your jacket, there's a print or also banding over may reveal your arms. Cross draw, on the other hand, places the handgun in a position that's not so often uncovered. That is, if, you, if you're not a belly dancer, because then we recommend belly bands. <laughs> um, is a, that's a quote i wish that was me being being clever the ability of cross draw holster may come in handy also in a difficult situation uh to do to do um you can just pretend to fold your arms and draw we're not gonna dive too much into worst case or defense scenarios within this particular context and they also mentioned uh craft holsters also mentioned the medical reasons uh uh, explanation that Galco did as well. So there might be some legs to that thing. I'm assuming, you know, I, yeah, I'm assuming we're kind of talking about this as your primary carry method, going with the cross draw technique. But I do also think it's worth mentioning that if you, yeah, I know some people have like a backup firearm or like a, yeah. like a little small snub nose. Cross that, draw is not the worst place for that. That would yeah. be. Um, actually, now that I've read this, I think I'm actually going to give this a shot, no pun intended, and see how I've got a Galco outside the waistband strong side holster that I can move over to that side, toss a flannel shirt over it, wear a t-shirt under it, you know, kind of open style. I'm going to experiment with that. Maybe I'll be able to report back to you guys on that. So we've talked over most of the benefits. None of them are mind-blowing, but they all add up. The one in, uh, concerning vehicle carry, I think, is the strongest argument for cross-draw. Um, there are some drawbacks, right? Definitely some drawbacks. Uh, 
as Galco points out, the first one is draw safety. They say that drawing a firearm across the body should be done with extra care as incorrect technique can cause you to sweep other people with a muzzle, especially in a defensive situation in public. There's also the danger of sweeping your own support arm with poor technique. Absolutely true. To protect yourselves and others, you'll want to get cross-draw specific training and practice often. Always keep your support arm lifted and out of the way as you draw. This will protect your arm while preparing you to quickly get your sights on topic. Something else to keep in mind for that, some ranges will not permit you to draw from cross-draw. Some regions won't permit you to draw, period, but something to keep in mind because of that intrinsic disadvantage that you have to get over in terms of uh, muzzle sweep. Uh, draw speed, which Drew already mentioned, actually, at the very beginning, is intrinsically going to be a little slower because you got to reach across your body, pull it back, and uh, index correctly, right? Um, and uh, finally, and this is something we don't really get into the logistics of, but multiple websites make this point, cross-draw can sometimes make the handgun harder to conceal. I'm not sure I agree with that, but the second part of this I do. It's easier to snatch away from the carrier. Theoretically, your the butt of your handgun is facing out, right? If your gun is visible, it's you might be looking for trouble there. So you have to have an absolute mastery of what's going on with your handgun at all times. Something to keep in mind. I know this was lightning fast. We are operating on a on a shorter time frame today than we would otherwise. But I hope you guys enjoyed this this lineup of uh, cross draw pros and cons. <laughs> episode is kind of vintage for those of you who have been listening for a long time uh this is kind of how i used to do it back in the day pre-drew so fun stuff but before we leave today i'd love to share with you guys another tale from the range drew what do we got today all right once again uh the story comes from snipershide.com and this is from jake on the cob uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) I just find them. Um, Anyway, uh, Mr. Cobb says, I remember going to the 100 yard range and just shooting my 308. I was a real beginner in terms of technique, but even then I knew how to troubleshoot common problems thanks to forums like here and on YouTube. So I'm shooting and minding my own business, same as the other guys on the range. Then one guy walks up. And he starts shooting and starts complaining to everyone he can't get his rifle to group and he can't zero. Everyone ignores him, which is a little sad. Um, So Jake takes pity on him and tries to help him out. So he looks at this guy's HOA 1500 package. It's got a Nikon scope on it. And Jake says, I was like, something ain't right. So I stand up and look down the rifle. And sure enough, the scope is mounted, crooked and loose. So I tighten the rings, and it's still loose. I take off the scope and rings, and guess what? This guy has not only managed to misalign the scope rings on his pick rail, he mashed it up, and he nearly sheared the screw and messed up the the scope base. Oof. Yeah, I can only imagine how that looks. I I have done that. It's been a long time since I've done it, but yeah, I'll own up to that. Sometimes you, if you screw up something mechanical, right, you get flustered and instead of taking a moment to think you try to fit a square peg in a round hole and make something that clearly is not supposed to work work and uh it can be costly um did a guy come up and try to help you no. was his name jake on the cob his name was not jake on the cob and i profoundly wish that he had been there because i had to go home and 
redo the whole thing. I'm not very mechanically inclined. Firearms tech is really as 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 mechanical as I get. So even something as simple as scope mounting, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it and could have used some help, but we made it work. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay. So before we leave today, I wanted to tell you guys about our grad features here at SDI. If you hop onto SDI.edu under the news tab, if you look at the right, you'll see grad features as an option. If you're interested in SDI, but you don't want to take it, uh, take the word of a couple of marketing dudes who are literally hired to try to get you guys to hang out with us. Which is fair. So yeah, totally fair. You can check out our grad features where you can get the stories of our school directly from our graduates. Definitely something to check out if you're interested in this school. Don't take it from us. Take it from our graduates. That's sdi.edu, news, and then graduate features. All right, everyone. That was a very quick gun wreck, but we got through it. Thank you guys for listening. Have fun out there, and we will see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.